Realtor.com is making a stand for buyer representation, and you can too. Join Realtor.com in sharing the list of 111 things buyer's agents do. Visit Realtor.com slash buyer agent toolkit to help spread the word. Buyer agents are essential. Probably going to sound like I'm crazy. We actually do not have a recruiting strategy and we do not have a recruiting plan, so to speak. For example, I don't cold call recruit. Our brokers don't cold call recruit. We have no incentives for our, our brokers to add agents and we have no internal incentives for our agents to recruit agents. You know, something that our, our brokers and staff get tired of hearing me say is retention ultimately is recruiting. And that's where I try to put the majority of our focus is if your agents are here and happy, that story will get told throughout uh, Knoxville. We have a really big competitor, probably our number two firm that, um, you know, there are recruiting incentives. So ours don't have that. And I tell that story all the time to say, if one of our agents tells you that they're here and happy, they don't make one penny off that, that comment. So you can trust that what they're telling you is true. Uh, when agents come to meet me from other firms or one of our brokers, we actually encourage them to call agents in our firms. We'll say, I want, before you decide to make the decision, I want you to call two agents that you know in our company. Get them to tell you the cold, hard truth about what it's really like to be here. So again, I, I know that sounds probably incre- incredibly cheesy, but it, it is, I genuinely believe that good retention is actually recruiting. Welcome to the Real Trending Podcast, where your host, Tracy Velt, Editorial Director of Real Trends, interviews the brightest minds in real estate. Each week, brokerage leaders, top agents, team leaders, and industry experts join Tracy to share their trends, their secrets to success, and the lessons they've learned navigating this ever-changing industry. Some things just go together perfectly. PB&J, chocolate, and, well, anything, and real estate agents and independent mortgage brokers. As a real estate agent, you help your home buyers find the perfect home. And as your local partner, a mortgage broker can help you also deliver faster closings, lower wholesale rates, and lower monthly payments. So find your perfect partner now at findamortgagebroker.com. Powered by United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 3308. Today, I'm talking to Justin Bailey. He's CEO of Realty Executives Associates in Knoxville, Tennessee. They are ranked number 54 by transaction sides on the 2022 Realtrends 500 brokerage ranking. And we talk a lot about recruiting and retention and scaling that. Um, What he was able to do with 50 agents um, is not as doable with 750. And so he talks a little bit about how they changed their internal messaging and some things that, some activities that they do to really um, bring that culture into everyone that they hire or are recruiting. So it's a great conversation and he offers some really actionable advice um, on messaging for recruiting. And I hope you enjoy the podcast. This is Tracy Velt, Editorial Director of Real Trends. Today, you'll be listening to an exclusive interview with Justin Bailey, CEO of Realty Executives Associates in Knoxville, Tennessee. 
Now, his company was ranked number 54 by transaction sides and number 106 by sales volume on the 2022 Realtrends 500 brokerage ranking. So welcome, Justin. Hey, Tracy. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, I want to start with a little bit of background about you. I noticed you're a fourth generation realtor. So tell me a little bit about that and how you got in the business. Yeah, fourth generation. Uh, so my, my great-grandmother, grandfather, and uh, both of my parents are, are all realtors. So um, I, I typically tell people I don't I don't know how to do anything else. I actually went to, so I went to school to be a, a therapist. My um my brother and sister both tried their kind of stint in real estate, didn't like it. I was the one that said I would, I would never do it. Um, worked for a nonprofit for a little while, uh, doing some adolescent counseling and, um, then decided to try real estate really kind of interested in, in a transition role while I was, I was looking for what was next. Um, and against my will almost ended up just kind of falling in love, in love with it. Um, I remember a moment when my, I, I was kind of on a team, I was an independent agent and then I was on a team with my, with my folks. And I remember walking past the conference room one day and they were sitting in there uh, with a couple that was separating and trying to figure out what to do with the house. And um, maybe it was my background, what kind of my education background, but I just saw that and I thought, okay, that's a moment that I would feel honored to be a part of to help somebody walk through and navigate what that looked like. And, and yeah, as I kind of trace back to what, what moment kind of turned for me and, and I thought, I think I could do this forever. That was probably one of those um, just realizing, you know, when someone buys a house or sells a house, it's a pretty significant life moment. Um, and that, that was kind of what kind of made me think like, okay, I want to be a part of those moments for people. Um, so Yeah. Okay, great. And if I had a dollar for every broker who told me I didn't want to get into it, I did it, and <laughs> now I love it, I would be rich. <laughs> but I, I love that. Um, you know, I feel like that makes real estate special as well because it's people who really become passionate about the business, and that always makes a difference in how the brokerages run and how successful they are. So, so yeah. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to talk about your brokerage growth because you obviously ranked in the top one third of our national brokerage rankings. Um, so what 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 is your overall growth plan? And you know, what do you feel like worked in the last year? And what are your goals for for the next year? I'd, I'd be remiss to not mention. So we're we're a forty four year old uh, brokerage here in, in Knoxville, um, and our founder. Uh, Vance Berkey, uh, who started Realty Executives in 1977. Um, I think so much of our success goes back to our, our founder. He just did a phenomenal job of creating a culture where people wanted to be at Realty Executives. It, it, it wasn't, it, it, he almost made it feel exclusive mm -hmm. uh, in, in a really kind, professional way. Um, and I think we became the number one firm in Knoxville in our, in our market in 1980. So for 42 years, we've been the number one firm in agent count, volume, and transaction size. I came into this role uh, in July of 2020. 
had an independent firm. Actually, I was at Realty Executives, left, started an independent firm called Bailey & Company, um, grew that. We went from zero to 50 agents in about three years. And then they kind of approached me to come back to REA in, in the CEO capacity. Um, and I can remember thinking, like, surely there's got to be somebody else uh, better suited for this than me. But um, at any rate, you know, when I came on in July of 2020, we had 585 agents. We have right at 785 now. Um, so we've grown a lot in the last uh, in the last two years. Um, and, and I think, you know, I, I don't have a silver bullet. I don't I don't by any means think I'm the smartest guy in the room. Um, I think the one thing I've tried to do since I came back was make sure we did a better job of telling our story. I think a lot of people knew REA was big. They knew that we had a lot to offer. Everyone would say, gosh, you can't drive down the street without seeing a realty executive sign. Uh, but we, we had not done a great job with social media. We had not been, done a great job with PR. Um, we had not been very good stewards of our own story. And so it's probably the number one thing I've tried to do in the last year and eight months is just make sure I do a really good job of telling our story. Uh, and, and I think it's contributed to a, a lot of our growth, you know, people, agents that have come here from other firms, big firms, um, have said, you know, I, I always knew Realty Executives was a great company. I just didn't know what all you had to offer. Gosh, I didn't know that you guys have been number one for 42 years. You know, I think there were years we probably hadn't even turned in our information to Realtrans before. So, uh, and really, Cal Basilis, our director of communications, was the first hire I made when I came over. Um, so, you know, I, I would trace so much of that back to him. He's just done a phenomenal job of making sure that our message is clear and consistent. So um, as far as, as your growth, do you tell me about your recruiting? It's always been listed as a top challenge. We have a, a Real Trans Broker Pulse survey that we send out. In fact, it's going out this week. Um, and recruiting is always one of the top three challenges. So what are you doing with recruiting? Do you, are your managers recruiting? Do you have a recruiting department? Do you do the recruiting? Tell me how you structure that. Probably going to sound like I'm crazy. We actually do not have a recruiting strategy and we do not have a recruiting plan, so to speak. For example, I don't cold call recruit. Our brokers don't cold call recruit. We have no incentives for our, our brokers to add agents, and we have no internal incentives for our agents to recruit agents. You know, something that our, our brokers and staff get tired of hearing me say is retention ultimately is recruiting. Mm -hmm. And that's where I try to put the majority of our focus is if your agents are here and happy, that story will get told throughout uh, Knoxville. We have a really big competitor probably our number two firm that, uh, you know, there are recruiting incentives. So our, ours don't have that. And I tell that story all the time to say, if one of our agents tells you that they're here and happy, they don't make one penny off that, that comment. So you can trust that what they're telling you is true. Uh, when agents come to meet me from other firms or one of our brokers, we actually encourage them to call agents in our firm. So we'll say, I want, before you decide to make the decision, I want you to call two agents that you know in our company, get them to tell you the cold, hard truth about what it's really like to be here. So again, I, I know that sounds probably incre incredibly cheesy, but it, it is, I genuinely believe that good retention is actually recruiting. 
Okay. And we'll go into that. I have one question. When you came from Bailey, did you sell, did you merge your brokerage with Realty Executives? Um, is it Was it a merger or acquisition or? I did. So that, so Realty Executives acquired Bailey and company in order to kind of make that transition possible. Okay. That's what I thought, but I just wanted to be clear with the audience and, and yeah. make sure I understood. Um, so let's talk about retention. You know, why, how are you creating these, you know, raving fans for your brokerage? What are you doing to make them happy? What, what is the key to retaining these agents? Um, there must be something there that they're getting from you that is more important than money. And obviously money isn't always the number one reason why someone leaves a brokerage. In fact, it usually isn't the number one reason. So talk to me about that. Yeah, I, I completely agree Agree with you. I think um, more times than not, when I sit with agents and I say, you know, what decided to, what made you decide to come to REA? Oftentimes, rarely is it a money decision. There are a lot of places in, in, in our market you can go that are, that are a lot cheaper than we are. Um, so when Steve Fogarty, who's our, our president, before I came over, um, he held the kind of the role of president and CEO. And we divided those two roles for he and I to kind of tag team. Um, he said, I want you to help big feel small. Uh, and what he meant was the culture we had kind of created at, at Bailey and company was one of, it, it felt like, uh, you know, everyone says this, but it, it kind of felt like a family. Uh, and you can do that with 50 agents. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 my growing pains in this role are, Gosh, it's so much harder to do that with 780 or 750, however many it is. Um, but that was one of the tasks he gave me is, can you help big feel small? Because um, as agents had, had left here to go to their places, you know, one consistent message he heard was that they felt, they felt lost um, and they felt like they were just a number. So when I kind of try to put together some kind of plan uh, with my team, um, was the, the two things we're going to go after is no one at this firm will feel like they're just a number. And the second thing is we have to make sure that people don't feel lost. So some of that looks like assigning agents to staff uh, that every, every, every right at 55 full-time staff folks that work for us, they all are responsible for different people. Just in that they're going to make touch points so that they know they feel like they're a part of this uh, community, so to speak. Uh, we've changed some of our internal messaging. Um, one thing people used to say was, uh, you know, welcome to the Realty Executives family. Um, so when I came over, I said, we're too big to call it a family. Uh, families are something that people get, whether they like it or not. And oftentimes they can be dis- dysfunctional, maybe not all the time. Um, so we really tried to shift that to the word community. Community is something that you choose. And oftentimes they're really big. So we kind of tried to look at Realty Executives as almost like a small town. And we wanted to make sure that people felt like they had something that they were connected to and a part of. So whether that's they helped put on uh, the awards, you know, presentation that we're a part of, um, whether that's connecting them um, with, you know, our office staff have most of our offices. You can't go to a, a Realty Executives office on a Friday without bumping into a happy hour. Um, just those little things that make people feel invited, welcome, and known. And then the known piece, what we've really tried to do um, is if it's your birthday, um, you're going to 
I'm going to reach out to you. If your child's in the hospital, we're going to send something to you. If your mom passed away, we're going to have flowers. We've really, really tried. Our director of communications does a great job of kind of scouring their agent's social media so that we're always up to date on. It's not uncommon for me to call an agent and say, um, hey, I saw it was Connor's birthday today. Just tell him I said happy birthday. We're glad he's here. And then the next day they'll get, uh, you know, a little three T uh, real executive t-shirt in the mail. And again, those are just little silly things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's amazing how often I hear an agent say it made them feel connected to something bigger than they were. So yeah, sometimes it's the little things and, and it is, it's feeling um, accepted and important no matter what your production level is. Um, right. Yeah, for sure. And um, how many offices do you have? So we have uh, 14 offices um, and structured, you know, pretty interesting. One thing that uh, we've really tried to highlight in the last couple of years is what we call a powered brand. Mm-hmm. So we've got four kind of company owned stores or company owned offices. So uh, one in Farragut, one in West Hills, one in North Knoxville, and one in Maribel. Um, and then all of our other offices are what we call a powered brand. So okay kind of like a team on steroids um, and functions similar to like a um, almost like a sub franchise. So they can have the realty executives banner. They can have access to our hub compliance department that reviews all of their contracts almost in real time. Um, our agent assist, which is a non-call transaction coordinator. And then having been an independent before, I know a lot of the, you know, those, the not fun, not the non-sexy parts about owning an independent brokerage. So we take on all their bookkeeping, all their commissions, all their reconciliations. Really, they're able to kind of run an independent brokerage without any of the pain points, any of the things that people kind of hate to do. And that has ramped up in the last two years in a big way. Uh, so all those other offices are powered brands. They also are able to make their name, their team name, so to speak, a little more prominent than Mm -hmm. the realty executive's name. So you've probably seen ERA and some other firms that do like a powered buy model. It's kind of like that on a really small local scale. And and it's allowed us to really get some pretty big teams. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's really interesting. I see that as a huge trend happening. It's it's why the EXP model has been so popular. And I see, um, you know, Keller Williams is, is doing a, kind of a powered by their expansion um, network and a lot of different um, brands are and individuals are, are doing that now. So um, just flexibility to agents and teams is so important. I feel like right now. So um, what about core services? Do you um, have any for your brokerage? Yeah. In terms of departments? Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Pr- probably the one I would say I'm, you know, well, two I'm really proud of. One that I hear agents talk about a lot when they come over um, is when I mention our hub compliance department. So mm-hmm. every office has a compliance officer um, in, in their job. Uh, we use Dotloop. Um, I, I imagine it could work with any any online signature software. But um, when they submit for review, they've got a person who's going to review that file. Anything that gets flagged, it'll flag the agent and the broker. Um, and our, our goal is to get them, you know, agents all want to get paid as fast as possible. Uh, what we want to tell them is I think as, as many 
waivers of appraisals, waiver of inspections, uh, escalation clauses that we're seeing right now. I think, you know, what our attorney is telling us is that that probably means more lawsuits in the future. Hopefully not, but we all know that's probably going to happen in the next five years. Yeah. What we're telling our folks is, listen, we want to get you paid as soon as we can. But mm-hmm. We also want to make sure we protect you two years from now when you get that letter in the mail. Um, so our, our compliance officers are, are phenomenal. We've got a guy named Jim Oakley that we um, just brought over. That's just his, his job is to be our director of compliance. He's been a broker for about 25 years. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's not, he didn't have a broker day. His day is truly focused on making sure all of our contracts are compliant, whether it's residential or commercial or property management. Um, that's one that I hear when agents come here from other firms. Yeah. They say, we have, I have heard so many folks ask about uh, or talk about your, your compliance department. And it's a, it's a non-sexy one, right? Like no, one's, no one gets really pumped about compliance. Yeah, um, I'm really proud of it. And then another one is called Agent Assist. So it's an on-call transaction coordinator. Okay. You can use them on one contract or every contract. It's up to you. And you only pay that when you, when it closes. We have eight or nine. I think we have nine now. Um, they're all fully licensed. So really can come on board as a true assistant for you. So you can, um, let's say you're showing a house. You've got to show another one right after that to another buyers. But those folks want to make an offer. You can call agent assist and say, Hey, I need to wrap this offer up right now. We'll send it to your folks and they'll, you know, quarterback it from there on and, and just kind of update you uh, as it goes. We have gotten a lot of folks come over from other firms because you, you can't use that service unless you have the executives uh, who were actually just on the receiving end of, of being a part of that, that have said, I'm, I'm coming here because I want agent assist. So um, th- those are two that have been, have been huge for us. We also have an in-house marketing department. We've got, um, you know, graphic designers, folks on staff that we kind of tell agents if they aren't doing it now, they'll figure out how to do it. So whatever that is that you're looking for that you need to, to market yourself, they can do websites, social media, you know, et cetera. So we feel like we've got kind of a, you know, these kind of little shops within our big shop that mm-hmm. I think make people feel Um, you know, that they're getting good agent services. Let's take a quick break to talk about the real trends gathering of eagles. Hi, real estate leaders. It's Tracy Velt, editorial director of Real Trends. And I wanted to take a moment to highlight uh, two upcoming events that we have running back to back. The first one is on June 26th. It's our Dealmakers Conference. And this is not just for real estate leaders who are interested in buying or selling a company. This really speaks to profitability and how to um, build a brokerage with value. We'll also talk about some trends in the merger and acquisition and brokerage valuation business. Um, Steve Murray is hosting the event and we've got some great speakers for you. Immediately following that is our annual gathering of Eagles, which will run on June 27th through the 28th. This event is for real estate leaders, association executives, um, your entire C-suite, as well as team leaders. And we've got some some great speakers and topics where we're covering everything from 
mortgages entry into real estate to recruiting and evolving business models, highlighting some of the different business models that are, are your competitors today. We've also are looking into improving capture rates of core services, talking about managing relationships with top teams, and we've got more. In addition, Larry Kendall is our keynote speaker. And in addition to his keynote, he's doing a special ninja workshop. It's a limited um, audience, so it's first come, first serve. So we'd love to have you register for the Gathering of Eagles. Again, it's at the Broadmoor Hotel in Colorado Springs, June 26th through the 29th. The 26th is our Dealmakers Conference. It's a separate registration from the Gathering of Eagles. You can find out everything by going to realtrends.com and clicking on the Events tab. Thanks so much and hope to see you there. And now back to the podcast. So my next question is really, do you see any changes in the brokerage environment or the market? I mean, obviously things are are changing in the market right now um, that might change the way you operate or are there any new services you're looking at adding? Um, that's a good, that's a good question. I mean, obviously I think for everybody, you know, the kind of online brokerage has, has shaken everybody a little bit with, with, uh, EXP moving completely virtual. Um, you know, I don't know if we're just in such a, if Knoxville or East Tennessee is just such a, uh, a unique market. We, we haven't really been impacted by, by that in, in a big way. Um, what we hear a lot of, we got a lot of brick and mortar. Um, and, and quite honestly, we get a lot of agents because of that, because they want a place to come and work. Now, when we, we just opened our new West Hills office where I am now, and we did try to structure that, like our lobby is one huge giant kind of co-working space. Mm-hmm. So um, we've got a lot of square footage, a lot of footprint that's just for those agents who don't want to rent a physical office um, but want to come kind of like a coffee shop. And that, and that's what we tell them is, you know, why go to a coffee shop when you can come here, you can sit shoulder to shoulder with agents that are talking about the market or houses that they're about to list. And we have seen a huge, uh, a huge amount of agents that have come here just for that reason that they tried virtual, they felt lonely, they didn't like it they wanted to feel like they were a part of a community. So we try to beat that drum quite a bit. I mean, then little things too, like you can, you can request snacks that you want or, you know, drinks in the refrigerator from the front yeah. desk. And we really want it to feel like kind of a home away from home. Um, so, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that that virtual trend um, won't, won't be the new thing, but it, it, it hadn't been here and it doesn't look like it's moved, the, the needle's moving that way. I don't know what that looks like across the country. Other people may be saying different things. Um, I, I know one thing we try to put a huge emphasis on, um, particularly, you know, during COVID and in the last year is mental health. Uh, mm-hmm. Felt like all of our staff brokers were saying, man, I'm talking to a lot of agents that are struggling. Their marriages are struggling. I feel like they're not seeing their kids as much. Um, quite honest, they're just worn out from losing on offer after offer and their clients mm-hmm. are kind of beating them up because they're, you know, sad about offer after offer. So 
we've tried to put out some, you know, connections for them to connect with counselors and therapists to kind of talk about what it looks like. We try to put a real focus on mental health with our training. We've got pretty much a training every day. Um, we're in, you know, mental health week months coming up. So we're kind of doing a whole thing on bringing folks in for time management. Um, and it's a consistent message that I'm putting out, you know, anytime I communicate with agents, I'm trying to say, listen, I'm so proud that you're here. I'm so proud of the production that you're doing, but I also want you to have a thriving marriage and also want your kids to feel like they knew their mom or their dad. Um, so make sure you're not trading a good life, you know, for a big paycheck. Um, and I, I think hopefully hearing that from every different way they can hear, um, we're, we're maybe making a different environment where we have agents that aren't just kind of struggling alone. Um, and I think that to me is the downside of the virtual brokerage, right? Is if your mental health struggling and you're lonely, you know, it sounds like a, that sounds like a bad mix to me. Yeah, I think there, I mean, you know, the beauty of it is there are as many different agents as there are different business models out there and that, you know, different agents feel like their home is in a different place. Um, some thrive in a, in a virtual type of environment where they can, you know, recruit other agents and collaborate with those agents and, and some thrive in a traditional brokerage setting. Um, you know, really the options for agents nowadays are, are I mean, there's salaried agents, you've got all types of options. Um, and I, and I just feel like that, you know, there are so many agents out there. If you look at the membership of, of NAR that they're bound to find their home at whatever feels right for them. So it's not necessarily a matter of chasing your competition. It's a matter of figuring out who you are and what the value propositions are. And it sounds like that's exactly what you're really doing. So, so yeah. Yeah. You know, we tell people in our brokers that kind of say the same thing. I don't really think there are good I don't think there are good companies and bad companies in Knoxville. Mm -hmm. I think there are good fits and bad fits, kind of like, like what you're saying. And we try to really stress having good relationships with our competitors. Um, you know, and I, and I'm some, some of my biggest, you know, CEOs of their firms are, are good friends of mine and we give each other a hard time and really try to cheer each other on when, when yeah. we have success. And I, th I think that's better for the whole industry, you know, or the industry as a whole, right? If, if we all are kind of rooting for one another. So, yeah. Absolutely. So where do you see the biggest opportunities? Um, you know, normally I ask this for real estate brokers in the next year, but for maybe biggest opportunities for agents or brokers? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I, I think for brokers opportunities, is, you know, kind of like we just discussed, um, there are so many, like in Knoxville, I think we have, IRMLS has like 6,000 agents right now. Um, so th there's never been a better time. And I'll say this for, for my competitors, having an independent firm, I don't think there's ever been a better time to try and go out on your own. Start an independent firm. If you want five agents, if you want a team, if you want um, – to try your hand at it. There's so many agents right now that are all, like you said, looking for something different. I think there's some pretty unique opportunities and we're seeing that like a lot. There's a lot of independents that are popping up right now. Um, so we like about that power powered brand model because you can, we can really kind of come alongside them 
feel like a partner, but they also can kind of have their own autonomy. Um, so for brokers, I would say really look into this powered brand concept. If your franchisor will allow you to do something like that, I think, man, it's really unique in that you get to kind of do what you're doing, but you can empower an independent firm that's struggling to figure out the business mechanics side of it that they just weren't anticipating. Uh, so I think for us, that power brain model is, is pretty, pretty significant. As far as agents um, opportunities, you know, I, I think this market is so interesting um, that I'm, I'm seeing a lot of agents figure out really creative ways, honestly, kind of old school ways. I mean, the day, the day of being dependent upon those paid for leads um, doesn't seem like that's as, quite as big of a stick right now. Um, and so, I mean, we're, I'm seeing a lot of agents that are doing old school door knocking, um, you know, figuring out creative ways to be involved in their community that kind of results in lead generation. So I guess the word might just be creativity. I just think there's a really opportunity, real opportunity right now to kind of figure out what does it look like to be an agent in 2022, because it is not what it looked like to be an agent in 2019. Um, and I'm excited to see from an agent level, what creative things come out of that. So, yeah, yeah, there are definitely a lot of creative agents out there. So it will be interesting. Um, my last question is just what does the future hold for your firm? That's a great question. Um, you know, in terms of goals in in the last two years, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have predicted that we'd onboard 200 agents, um, so in some ways I'm glad I didn't have a goal cause I probably, I probably would have, uh, stunted my growth if I had. Um, but I think in the future for us, we're really kind of trying to hone in on this idea of community. What does it make? What does it look like for us to do a better job of making people feel like they belong here? So when I'm telling our staff, you know, if, Last year looked like it was the year of recruiting. We onboarded, like I said, a lot, a lot of agents. Our growth, you know, skyrocketed last year. I'm kind of calling this the year of retention. So I'm saying to our folks, if we didn't onboard one agent this year, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. If we lose an agent, I'm not okay with that. So from kind of the top down and the bottom up, we're really trying to put this focus on how do, how do we make people feel like, and, and you said it really well, regardless of how, how many transactions they do, you know, two or 200, like this is a place that, that they can belong. So I think our future is, is, you know, trying to become a place where uh, everybody can kind of have a home. Um, yeah. And I'll let you know when I figure, when I figure that out. <laughs> well, that sounds good. Well, Justin, thanks so much for joining the Real Trending Podcast. We really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Thanks, Tracy. Appreciate you having me. Thank you for listening to Real Trending. If you haven't already, we'd love it if you'd take a minute to rate the show or leave a comment. And we will see you next week with more news and insights.